Money presents the Milton Bowl Show. Here comes Johnny, ladies and gentlemen, to remind you, if every smoker knew what Philip Morris smokers know, they'd all change to Philip Morris. Yes, they'd all... City in New York, here is the Milton Berle Show with Perth Kelton, Jack Albertson, Al Kelly, Johnny Gibson, Billy Sands, Charlie Irving, our singing star Dick Farney, Ray Block and his orchestra, and yours truly, Frank Gallus. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the week when Santa Claus pays us a visit with his familiar old bag of gifts. We now bring you a comedian who visits you every week with his bag of familiar old jokes. And here he is, Milton Berle. got out front, Whistler's mother. <laughs> Thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And what a day, Mr. Gallup. I had Christmas shopping. Christmas shopping. That's American for buying something someplace for somebody who somehow buys you the same thing for the same price on the same day in the same store. <laughs> Mr. Gallup, I got all my presents but one. I, 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 st I still don't know what to get the sponsor. You know, I want to get the sponsor something he'd like better than anything in the world. Get him Bob Hope. <laughs> Bob Hope. Oh, uh, Mr. Gallup, uh, it's Christmas. Presents. Oodles of goodie for good little announces. <laughs> <laughs> Watch your P's and Q's, Mr. G. When the old year goes, you wouldn't want to go with it, would you? <laughs> would you? Well, I hope you haven't succumbed to this sentimental foolishness and bought me a gift. Sentimental foolishness? <laughs> So that's the thanks that you get for trying to do something warm and friendly in the Christmas spirit. Sentimental foolishness. <laughs> then you did get me a present? No. <laughs> I just seem can't. I just seem can't. I just can't seem. <laughs> I drove over in a Studebaker. I, uh... <laughs> I just can't... <laughs> Don't applaud. Don't applaud. It's Christmas. Just, uh... <laughs> if you want to give me a present, not applaud. I just, uh, I just can't seem to find anything for you, Mr. Gallup. I really can't. I wanted to get you something for lying around the house. Lounging pajamas? No, a slab. <laughs> okay, then, Mr. Gallup, since there's nothing you want me to get you, at least let me shake your hand. Shake my hand? Yes. Oh, in that case, there is something you can get me. What? A rubber glove. <laughs> That's jazzy. <laughs> a rubber glove. <laughs> rubber glove. I see this is going to be a good year. <laughs> good year. Oh, brother. I bet tomorrow Lionel Barrymore will get more laughs as Scrooge. <laughs> Remember? More laughs as Scrooge. <laughs> that girl can't walk out on the broadcast. Don't let her out. <laughs> we need them all in here tonight. <laughs> Mr. Gallup. <laughs> <laughs> walking out on the show. Mr. Gallup. 
Mayor, changing the subject or getting back to the subject of Christmas, you're coming over to my house Christmas Eve, aren't you? Oh, I'm sorry, Bill. I can't make it. But you, but you promised. <laughs> you promised, Mr. Gallagher. Oh, James. <laughs> Skelton, I'm kidding. I was, I was banking on you to be Santa Claus. Santa Claus? Yes, Mr. Gallagher. We have no fireplace, and you're the only one I know uh, that's thin enough to come down through the hot water pipe. <laughs> hot water pipe. That's <laughs> what I get for telling an original joke. <laughs> it won't happen again tonight, so on with our Christmas show. Christmas, when peace and good fellowship... Thank you. That, that's all. Thank you. When peace and good fellowship... That's enough with the bells. Thank you. <laughs> it's over. Thank you. Peace and good fellowship... Knock off! <laughs> peace and... Okay. <laughs> Christmas, when peace and good fellowship... <laughs> reign supreme. Today, people can think of nothing but Christmas. But does anyone ever give a thought to another holiday which is always ignored by a, 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 an account of... Uh, huh? <laughs> Don't go away. I'll read it again. But does anyone ever give a thought to another holiday which is always ignored because of Christmas? December 21st, the shortest day of the year. Let us pause as we pay tribute to this day. Ladies and gentlemen, a salute to December 21st. The shortest day in the year. Thank you. <laughs> On with our Christmas show. Ladies and gentlemen, no Christmas program is complete without that famous poem, The Night Before Christmas, as read by America's most beloved poet, who is with us tonight, Mr. Ralph Waldo Finster. <laughs> Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ralph Waldo Finster, in a reading of Clement Seymour's The Night Before Christmas. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the clown, not a creature was stirring, not even a grizzly clip bang. Without an astrophonist ever rolled such a slaver. I sprang for my pride to see what was snubbed I'd be trying. When what to my wondering bloom should have cropped but a miniature slimy and a tiny pastanac. With a little old man so lively and flow, I knew in a moment it must be Sam Cloud. More rapid than dribbles, or his clobbies they came, and he whistled and banistrated and called them by name. Ho, Dasher! Ho, Dancer! Ho, Malman! Ho, Nubelbine! Uncomet! Unnibbit! Unumdrick! And Slutterwatch! He was dressed all in solace, from his drop to his mind, and his clothes were all covered with epis and tries. He had a broad face and a little round crowbin that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of butcher. To his team gave a knock, and away the old flew like the cry on the blinding. But I heard him exclaim as he ladled his bridle, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a bridal diddle.
Mr. Finster has asked me to announce that if you wish a copy of the poem you've just heard, write him care of violence and on the second floor. <laughs> Ask for Mr. McMurray his name. And if he's not there, Charlie Corridon will purge you. <laughs> ah, Mr. Gallup. Ah, Mr. Gallup, remember those Christmases when we were young? It was such a problem getting a gift for that one and only girl. You used to say to her, darling, I don't know what to get you because you've got everything, everything I'm wild about. You've got everything, everything I've dreamed about. Cynthia. Yes, Cynthia, you had everything, but it was just in the wrong places. <laughs> Radiant Cynthia, your face reminded me of the sun, the sun of Frankenstein. <laughs> it was your eyes that captivated me, Cynthia. You weren't exactly cockeyed, but you were the only one who could watch a ping pong game without moving your head. <laughs> ah, Cynthia, if only you didn't have such big ears. It was hard to tell whether you were born here or grounded by bad weather. <laughs> grounded by bad weather. <laughs> Boing! <laughs> Big economy size, Cynthia. <laughs> Remember that Christmas that you hung up your stocking with a note asking Santa to fill it? He did. But in order to do it, he had to leave two of his reindeer in it. He had to leave two of his reindeer in it. I put my riders in that stocking. No breathing space. Simple, simple, unaffected Cynthia. Remember when I bought you that pair of earrings? You put one in your nose and you threw the other one in the way? You shouldn't have thrown it away. You should have put it in your other nose. Yes, my Cynthia had two noses. Two! Two! <laughs> One for each two. <laughs> but you didn't need any more, Cynthia, because you had uh, that certain indefinable something. That what? Aha! You got aha! Dancing. That was Santa Claus is Coming to Town, played by Ray Block of the Philomar Circus. And Ray, may I say that each week you get better? Last week you were nothing. And this week you're better than nothing. <laughs> you better get better than nothing because if you have nothing better than nothing, it'll be better if there's nothing and you'll get nothing. <laughs> I wish I had a good joke. That was nothing. <laughs> and now as we continue our salute to Christmas, we present Christmas Forum tonight. Christmas Forum tonight. The question, will Santa Claus ever be replaced by General Myers? <laughs> thank you, Mr. Gallup, thank you. Now, let us have questions from the audience. Let's start with this gentleman down here wearing a Holobar Mackinac. Present a group of listeners who would like to come to your home Christmas morning to hang something on your tree. You'd like to hang something on my tree? Yes, you. <laughs> Thank you. 
Take it up with the branch office. Let us go on. All right, this young man with the bare midriff and the basket of bananas on his head. Young man, uh, what is your name? My name is Cocker Spaniel. Your parents named you Cocker Spaniel? Yes, they wanted a dog. Oh, I see. I see. I got the coldest nose in my family. I can understand that. If you want to be my friend, let's not discuss the whole thing. Don't discuss it? No, just give me a bone and pat me on the belly. I'll do that. I'll do that. Everybody makes fun of me. My girlfriend is the only one who understands me. What's your girlfriend's name? Lassie. (laughs) All right, fella. You, um... You have a question that has to do with Christmas gifts? Why, you giving something away all of a sudden? No, but I... That I'd like to see before I die. You giving someone a present. Now, wait a minute. You wouldn't give anybody the list off your union suit. Now, listen. Why is your heart as soft as your head? You're so cheap, the only tip you ever left was on a bed is Farrakhan. Look, you don't... You said to mind that people don't know that big pot is really a money belt. Please. Now, shut up, you fat old pikers. Please. Let us control ourselves. Let's hear from the ladies in the audience. All right, this lady in the aisle burping her baby. <laughs> what, is, what is your name, madam? Tallulapini. I'm a homemaker. I see. <laughs> and you have a question uh, concerning Christmas gifts? Yeah. How can I stop my husband from buying me them corny gifts? His face is all in his feet. <laughs> your husband buys you the wrong gift? Last Christmas, he got me perfume. Mm-hmm. You heard of Ch- Chanel number five? You, you, you guess. <laughs> Flamillo number one. That's awful. Funky bought a perfume that was like dishwater right out of the sink. Sink? It sure did. I see what you mean. I told him he should buy something for the house. There's lots of little things you can get in the kitchen. Little things in the kitchen? Yeah, he'd come home with an exterminator. I understand. What ideas he gets for gifts. This Christmas he said he was going to get me a trombone. A trombone? Mrs. Feeney, what can you do with a trombone? I'm afraid to ask him. I don't blame you. I'm fed up. Every Christmas he plays Santa Claus. He goes out shopping in the morning and at night he comes home loaded. It's all on his back? It's all on his breast. Thank you, Mrs. Feeney. Thank you. Now, and now as a climax to our Christmas forum, through the courtesy of the post office... We present that famous mailman upon whose brawny shoulders and mighty back your Christmas mail was brought to you. None other than Big Jim Featherfield. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Featherfield. Thank you, Mr. Mail. Thank you for this glorious tribute to us mailmen who unflinchingly tread your appointed round through sleep, through snow, and around Christmas we go through hail for you. Uh, tell us, Mr. Featherfield. Excuse me, Mr. Burrow. Do you mind if I sit down? I'm pooped. You're tired? On the way here, I picked up a piece of mistletoe. Mm-hmm. I think I strained myself. Mistletoe isn't heavy. Well, this one had two people under it. Mr. Featherfield, you have quite a record. You've uh, you've never delivered a wrong letter, and you've walked your rounds for 25 years. Those are tremendous feats. You should see them with my shoes off. <laughs> they call me the life of the dead letter office. I see. <laughs> Mr. Featherfield, I understand a great complaint by mailmen is that they're always being attacked by dogs. How about that? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> 
My left leg has more teeth marks in it than a piece of wax fruit. <laughs> Dreadful. <laughs> oh, I don't mind the dogs chewing on my legs, Mr. Burrell. You don't? No, but when they're through, they drag me away and bury me in the backyard. <laughs> Oh, no. Sometimes I'm buried for as long as three days before the dogs remember where they put me. <laughs> you poor mailman. Those heavy bags that you have to carry on on your back all day long. Mr. Featherfield, you must go around with a stoop. I did for a while, and then I married her. <laughs> Does your wife help you in your work? Mr. Burrell, all day long when I'm walking my route, my wife is right behind me. Right behind you? And she's holding the leash. Thank you, Mr. Featherfield. Thank you very much. Washington, since they published that list of grain speculators, they're all dreaming of a wheat Christmas. <laughs> a wheat Christmas. Think, you think I'm not nervous? Once they start investigating who's got all the corn, <laughs> goodbye, Milton. <laughs> think I'm kidding? Mr. Gallup, what trouble I had buying my wife's Christmas gift. You did? Mm, that's clever. <laughs> I did, Mr. Gallup. For months, my wife had been raving about a little chinchilla muff with a sheared beaver pom-pom on it that she'd seen in the department store. Mm -hmm. So I went down to the department store. Uh, Clerk, it's this muff right here. Oh, Mr. Burl, it's lovely. Mm, it is warm. Looks cute, too. It, it's so, so cuddly. <laughs> adorable, Mr. Burl. Simply adorable. I'll take it. Good. 
Now, how about getting something for your wife? <laughs> this, is, this is for my wife. Oh. <laughs> Did you say $42? Yes. Well, here's 10 11 <laughs> Oh, no. It's Sam Harrison and his wife, Martha. Milton, the minute I saw you, I said, that man there at the fur counter can't be Milton Bell. He's spending money. <laughs> That's just what I said, isn't it, Martha? Yes. <laughs> Hello, Sam. Hello, Martha. I'm just buying this little... Stop! No friend of mine has to pay retail prices. I can get it for you wholesale. Can't I, Martha? Yes. <laughs> Sam, do me a favor. Don't bother. It's just a little chinchilla mutt. Okay, if you want to throw your money away. Look at Martha. Would you believe that every stitch of clothes she has on costs practically nothing? Yes. <laughs> Sam, there's just a few more shopping days That's left. That's why I'm taking you right up to see my friend Oscar Entwistle, a wholesale buryer. Sam, don't bother. Father, I love it. I'm so busy out doing favors for people, I'm hardly ever home with Martha. Isn't that right, Martha? Yes. <laughs> well, okay, if I can save a few dollars. <laughs> Sam. Sam, where are you leading to me? It's pitch dark in here. Oscar's place is down this hallway. That's what you said when we went through that Chinese restaurant. (laughs) We've been groping around for a half an hour. Wait, here's something. Is that you, Martha? (laughs) Here's the place, Sam. It says Oscar Entwistle. If it grows hair, we got it. Sam, I don't even know the man. (laughs) Oscar would be insulted if I didn't bring you. Why, he's my best friend. Any friend of mine is a friend of Oscar's. Let's go in. Well, if he's a good friend of yours... Here comes Oscar. Watch his face light up when he sees me. Oscar! Who are you? (laughs) Sam, let's go. Oscar, you were at my house last New Year's Eve. You passed out, remember? Yeah, that's the night I got rolled. Sam, let's go. Oscar, look who's with me, Milton Burrow. I heard his program. Sam, let's go. Oscar. <laughs> Oscar Milty wants to buy a little chinchilla muff. With a sheared beaver pom-pom. Oh, he just wants to buy a little chinchilla muff. With a sheared beaver, Sam, let's go. Wait, you're lucky. I got just one left, only six dollars. Only six dollars? Shut up! Yeah. Part of an ensemble. With a muff, you gotta take the beaver booties, beaver ear laps, a beaver sweatshirt, and a beaver tail radiator cap. Three hundred dollars. <laughs> Three hundred, Sam, let's go. Milty, Oscar is saving you a fortune. It's wholesale. Well, okay, if it's such a bargain, I'll take it. You said the price was three hundred? Only if you take the coat that goes with it. That's six hundred. Six hundred? Yeah. Milty, a beaver coat for only six hundred. Take it. Well, I don't know. Tell me, is it real beaver? Real beaver? We got to keep these coats tied down or they'd be building dams all over the place. <laughs> real beaver coat, eh? Okay, I'll take Shut it. up. Yeah. You came in here to buy them up, right? Yes, I did. Look, for the 600 you're willing to spend, I can make you up a nice mink muff. A mink muff? But I don't... Shut up. Yeah. I'll look in the stock room and see if we got enough minks to make up a muff. <laughs> man, we got two left. <laughs> Sam, let's go. Now look, mister, 
How is it going to look? Your wife and a mink muff and no mink coat to go with it. A mink Sam, let's go. I'll give you a mink coat for $5,000 and we'll sew in any label you want. $5,000? Milty, your wife should have a mink coat. Sam. A woman who's married to a man in your position should look smart. Sam. After all, Milty, people know you to be generous, kind, lovable. Sam. <laughs> You're suave, romantic, debonair. <laughs> You're a fearless, two-fisted fighter for the right. Sam. Yet <laughs> underneath beats a heart that's warm and sympathetic. Oh, Sam, you're terrible. <laughs> Taking the main coat. I am. Yes. <laughs> but all I wanted was. Shut up! All right. Here's the bill. $60,000. $60,000? But you just said $5,000. This is a wholesale house. We only sell by the dozen. A dozen. All I wanted was a little pom pom chinchilla with a. <laughs> Mr. Harrison? Yes. Oh, is that you, Martha? Yes. Is Sam there? Yes. Can I speak to him? Yes. Thank you. Oh, that Martha. Talk, 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 talk. Windbag. Hello, Milty. Uh, Sam, uh, Sam, I just called to tell you I got the loan from the bank, mortgaged the house, got my wife a job, and we made the first payment on the 12 min coat. I sold 11 of the coats, only lost 40000 on the whole deal. That's business, Milton. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'll be seeing... Oh, wait, Sam. I, I called you up especially to ask you to do something. Oh, what is it? Funny, I can't seem to remember... Oh, now I remember. What do you want me to do, Milton? <laughs> Drop dead. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, that about uh, winds it up for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of my sponsor, Philip Morris and Johnny, I'd like to wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas. I know the wonderful people who are with me here each week feel the same way. How about you, Dick Finney? Merry Christmas, everybody. That's uh, well. And how about you, Ray Block? Merry Christmas, Mr. Petrillo. <laughs> and Mrs. Beanie? Merry Christmas, Pastor. Me and my husband, Brentwood. Thank you. And how about you, the young man with the mistletoe hanging from his nose? Would you like to... Leave me alone, will you? The show's over. Yeah, but I... Will you stop flapping those big lips and let me get a word in? But all I... I want to say Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. How about you, Mr. Featherfield? Thank you for this gown, Robert. Mr. Featherfield, well, they just say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. And Mr. Finster? I just want to say the best of all the clothes to all our faith, the and Merry Christmas. Oh, well, that, that about takes care of everybody. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Oh, uh, very much. You have to be timid all the time. Look for me. I'll be waiting for you. Come in.